and alhamdulillah on medical files uh, this evening uh, we welcome uh, your favorite and uh, one of our favorites uh, dr azizullah rawat a holistic uh, practitioner who is uh, mashallah popular not only in this country but sometimes uh, they call him in other parts of the world and uh, when he's there but he still he links up via skype to talk to us tonight where is he i wouldn't tell you because he said no let's keep it quiet you know i don't want everyone to know which part of the world he's in dr azizullah rawat assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and jazakallah khair for joining us on the platform the markaz sahaba the voice of the ahli sunnah wal jamaah and also on one of your popular slots medical files how are you doing this evening uh, doctor wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh no complaints alhamdulillah Uh, actually, one of my favorite slots on Marcus Saba Medical Files. Feel very at home. Um, you know where we can really share our knowledge and interact. You know we get such brilliant questions uh, coming in. Uh, so uh, yeah, ready, uh, ready to rock and roll. No, I like that because your positivity is so efficacious, and also the uh, you know energy that you bring in. And just the other day, I was talking to a brother of mine who's a Maulana, and he said, "Hey, chef." When you next you talk to Dr. Azizullah Rawat, ask him about a my invention of a miswak with a charcoal with a rough salt. I'd like our brothers to use the miswak. Very important, it is a sunnah. But adding charcoal and rough salt to it, Doctor, how would you respond to Molana's suggestion? Perhaps he wants to patent his own his own floral care, Doctor. Yeah, it looks like he wants to put Colgate and Aquafresh out of business. <laughs> If that's what he's doing, I'm, I'm definitely all for it. Uh, charcoal is activated. Charcoal is very good as a natural uh, remedy. As we all know, a lot of the toothpaste that we use contain fluoride, uh, and they contain other chemicals also. But not just toothpaste. You know, all your cosmetics, your perfumes, your fragrances, your air fresheners. You know, your washing. um all the and all of these things uh, roll on shampoo they all contain chemicals and each of these chemicals has a detrimental effect uh they get absorbed uh, directly through the skin which is the largest organ in the body and from the skin into the bloodstream towards the organs uh poison the cells uh and so on you know kill off the uh, the skin's healthy microbiome the healthy bacteria that protects our immune system also uh, that's basically what these things do so anyone who comes up with anything natural uh, whether it's roll on whether it's shampoo whether it's uh, toothpaste is definitely uh, doing very you know it's it's a very good idea uh so activated charcoal you can use benzenite clay uh, you can use peppermint essential oils uh, so all of these things would serve as natural you know some people use bicarb uh, some uh, people even put strawberry juice uh, so all of these things uh serve as a natural thing and now if you combining it with the miswak uh you know you're getting so much more benefit because it's a sunnah and the benefits of a miswak isn't just for the teeth uh for digestion for headaches uh and so on uh so uh, yeah it's definitely a very good idea uh and you know when he finally launches his product I'll be first in line to buy it uh I think I, no no molana no no you have to be fair molana complimentary right one for me and one for azizullah done yeah i can hear molana whispering ah it's done man you guys did a great job there and you know molana's got no problem you can say sharia compliant there's it you can have it and because molana brand it will sell it will sell people have molana can give it yeah molana can give his own fatwas no 
You have to make a shura committee there, but uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein will overlook that, inshallah, our very own Mufti A.K. Hussein. Yes, uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat, we've got a powerful topic uh, this evening. Holistic practitioner Dr. Azizullah Rawat discusses the blessings inherent in the dietary laws of Islam and the Quranic and the Quran and the Sunnah have provided a number of guidelines, Doctor, for what is allowed for Muslims to eat and what is not. And thus, the Islamic or Muslim dietary practice is directly related to divine obedience, uh, practicing uh, Muslims obey Allah, wa'atiullah, wa'atiul rasul, obeying Allah, obeying his messenger by following these guidelines. And thus, they are rewarded for this, as uh, we know. That is, if you follow the dietary laws that is inherent in the noble Quran, then you'll be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Your quick comment, uh, Dr. Azizullah. Yeah, so it's in the Quran, you know, we were com- uh, commanded by Allah to eat foods. Uh, you know, you know, you must eat uh, foods that are wholesome and foods uh, that are good for you. Um, and not, you know, just eating junk food. Um, but, and, you know, Islam is more of a way of life than just a religion. So, you know, it commands us in so many different aspects, you know, the way we sleep, the way we eat, uh, the way we drink, you know, eating with the right hand, you know, drinking in three sips, uh, sleeping on the right side. Uh, so all of these things comes with its own benefits. In fact, if you look at sleeping on the right side, so if you look at it from a medical scientific perspective, um, you know, our liver is slightly more on the right and our heart is slightly more on the left. Uh, so what happens now, if you sleep on your right side, your heart is on top of your liver. But if you sleep on your left side, your liver is on top of your heart. So what happens, it compresses the heart, uh, restricts circulation in a way. So all of these things, if you go into the medical scientific, uh, you know, it comes with its own benefits, um, you know, not gulping down water or while you're eating to allow for the digestion. Um, and so on. Uh, so Islam is a beautiful religion. It's a beautiful way of life. And it's very important for us to take note and, you know, not to ask too many questions, but just, you know, if we command to just follow the commands of Allah, because those commands are in our best interest. No, absolutely, doctor. You know, permitted foods in Islam and you know, drinks are classified as halal, while those that are forbidden, you know, is haram. So since, uh, you know, <laughs> that is to say, you know, since you are what you are eat, you know, Islam permits foods that are deemed wholesome for the body and the soul and forbids what is detrimental to them, uh, to us. Uh, you know, this, uh, the Quran declares, today all good, pure foods have, made, have been made lawful for you, uh, Quran 5.5. 5. Now, the mainstream, if you look at Christianity, claims are no dietary laws to speak of. Hey, you know what they do? AK always said it, Mufti AK, swine and dine, which is no good. Whereas uh, Judaism... Um, uh, doctor, you know what, by the way, our doctor is also a Hafiz, so I should rather call him Dr. Hafiz Azizullah Rawat. You must do justice to that, Dr. Hafiz Azizullah Rawat. Judaism has a numerous and rigorous dietary laws. In Hinduism, doctor, food is one of the principal, uh, uh, you know, uh, say, uh, thing of social t- uh, status as a food observance help to define caste. Islamic dietary laws, on the other hand, uh, doctor, bonds the community of the faithful as one and whole. And in uh, the rigor, they lie somewhat between uh, Judaism and Christianity. But, alhamdulillah, the dietary laws of Islam is uh, legendary because uh, no other religion has its, you know, fine-tuned like Islam. And uh, the lessons that we're learning from uh, dietary laws. And perhaps uh, 
you know, we know what the Quran says about dietary laws. And, uh, you know, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that the Quran said, Allah has forbidden Muslims to eat animals uh, that did uh, did not die as a result of, uh, you know, uh, sabah, uh, animals that contain uh, blood, uh, such as uh, pigs or, you know, pigs that are dirty animals. And those things that are sacrificed other in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, if you look at uh, the composition of our teeth, you know, we have the molars, the premolars, the canines and so forth, giving you an indication that you as a created human being, as uh, Allah's uh, finest creation, you should be having all types of food, meat, vegetables, uh, fish, chicken. Talk to us, doctor. Yeah, and especially meat. Uh, you know, a lot of people who are vegetarian and who are vegan, I just can't understand the logic uh, behind it because the human body has canines and canines, the function of canines is to rip through meat. Uh, so our bodies were designed to consume meat. And in fact, if uh, you go back all the centuries, the majority of a person, every human's diet consisted mainly of meat. Uh, and then came the grains and then came the fruits and the vegetables and so on. So the reason why meat is so demonized is because meat con- uh, contains zinc and it contains uh, the precursors for testosterone production. So basically, if you don't eat meat, you're going to have, on average, lower than normal uh, testosterone levels. Now, you must remember as a man, testosterone is your, it, it's literally your everything. So it's responsible for your mood, it's responsible for your drive, your libido, uh, it's responsible for your energy, your motivation, and so on. Uh, So that's why it's imperative to maintain those testosterone levels uh, by eating meat, uh, by eating things like eggs uh, and dairy, and so on. And so that should be the bulk of our diets. And then will come the grains. Now remember, the grains will contain wheat. Uh, it will contain gluten uh, and so on. So that's why you'd want to have that uh, in limited amounts, um, primarily because of the fact that the wheat of today isn't the wheat of those days. So it's modified, it's refined. Uh, it's uh, it, Our body has an intolerance towards modern wheat. So basically our immune system sees it as a foreign substance and it triggers, it, it triggers a reaction, allergic reaction, sinus reaction. That's why people wake up with sinuses every morning. It's most probably the bread uh, that they're eating that their body is naturally allergic to, uh, and it's triggering these symptoms. Uh, so just a few things uh, to take note. But again, you know, Islam covers all. Islam is the only pure monotheistic uh, religion in the world. We know that Christianity is, well, modern Christianity is Roman paganism. Uh, You know, with the father, the son, the grandfather, the Holy Ghost, and so on. Uh, And obviously, Judaism isn't the same Judaism of back in the day. Now it's Talmudic uh, Judaism, um, Babylonian Talmudic Judaism that has surpassed uh, the Judaism of back in the day. Uh, So Islam is the only really standing uh, religion left where we worship one uh, and only one uh, in its purest form. And, you know, and we don't we don't change our scriptures. Uh, You know, we don't allow our religion to be watered down uh, in any way. And that's why if you look at Europe, uh, the population of Muslims is growing and growing because Islam is really the only hope for Europe, uh, considering what's happening. You know, you look at the decay and the degeneration and 
uh, you know, all of this LGBT and the pornography and the abortions and all this modern liberalism uh, that's happening there. Uh, so they definitely need uh, more Islam. Uh, but again, Islam will be the final religion standing because it's the only religion uh, that's true uh, to its creator. Dr. Uh, you know, uh, Hafez Azizullah Rawat, I really appreciate uh, what you have said there. But uh, looking at the meat, you know, looking at red meat and looking at white meat and people talk about this, give us the benefits of eating red meat and white meat. But uh, white meat can be classified uh, meat, white meat from the ocean, the Indian Ocean. Chicken is white meat and uh, red meat is sheep and the beef and, you know, name all these things. What is uh, the benefits of eating the pure one? But today we have them all, you know, compromised uh, with the GM and with the, you know, all these other things that they have pumped into them, the different chemicals. Uh, you know, talk to us. Uh, maybe it's a big disadvantage of eating red meat, white meat, because you look at the Indian Ocean, the E. coli levels are just unreal. I don't know who's putting the Bermudas and diving in there every morning into a cesspool. Of sewage doctor yeah i actually should have mentioned that uh, today's meat also like i was speaking about today's uh, grains uh today's meat is also compromised uh, and that's why it's so important to find an organic uh, source of meat um so you know oh basically where you know that it's slaughtered the right way you know under the name of allah uh so the chicken the eggs uh, the fish, the the red meat, a lot of it nowadays is pumped with hormones. And I mean, absolutely pumped with hormones. Uh, you know, the chickens are not allowed to roam free. You know, they're basically getting jabbed and fattened uh, and bloated. Uh, and we basically eating now the remains of that. And we're getting sick uh, because, um, you know, it is poison. Uh, the things that they're feeding the animals. So there's so many different things to take into consideration. But like I said, make sure that you can find a trust, um, you know, a trust, the uh, trustable, reliable source uh, for your meat, and then you should be fine. Because the meat, the benefits of meat, as I mentioned, for for the zinc, uh, you know, for the testosterone uh, production in the body, and all the other minerals uh, like magnesium and so on that meat contains. Uh, and we know that fish uh, for your omega three, uh, for your brain function. Uh, you know, the cognitive, like the uh, concentration uh, and clarity of thought uh, and so on. Uh, so meat does have a wide range of benefits. Just make sure you get it uh, from the right source. Now, doctor, you know, you buy these bottles of um, hake liver oil, cod liver oil and that liver oil and this liver oil, all you know, like to do with the fish. How uh, powerful is that? You know, is it really effective or is just another, uh, you know, pharmaceutical money making scheme, uh, doctor? Okay, so the fish oil uh, tablets, the omega-3, is uh, very good for you. Uh, but just make sure you find the right, uh, correct brand uh, to buy it. And in terms of cod liver, cod liver oil is very good for the respiratory system uh, for people who have shortness of breath, wheezing, uh, you know, there's congestion in your respiratory passages. A cod liver oil will be very good for you. Uh, for people with sinuses, uh, you know, it also helps with that combined with your peppermint, um, black cumin. So your black seed oil, uh, if you steam with that and rub it on yourself, these oils are very good for the respiratory system. Uh, so yeah, omega-3 uh, is a very important um, 
mineral that we need in our body. Uh, you know, for the it's for the bones, it's for the brain, it's for the cognitive function, it's for cancer uh, cancer prevention also. Uh, but just make sure you find the correct brand of uh, tablets if you are taking the gel-like um, capsules. Uh, looking at this uh, message here, it says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawats. I really like your shows and you are always uh, very informative. Please, uh, doctor, uh, warn our youngsters, Toba, uh, Toba, Allah, Toba, Gunan, Toba. They eat everything and anything from takeaways, and now they got Uber Eats. So they just order and eat, looking at the screens and just munching what they're uh, eating. Uh, they don't even look at it. What is the danger of looking and not masticating your food properly and perhaps eating 99%? Haram, are we as parents uh, to blame or do we blame our youngsters? Because no matter how much we tell them, they are stubborn. Otherwise, they'll bring the roof down. Doctor, how you respond uh, to that uh, message there? Yeah, obviously, it starts in the household. Uh, so parents need to lay down the law, you know, make sure they know what their children are eating. Uh, make sure they know what their children are throwing into the trolley when they're not looking. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you can't be eating haram food. But as we know, if you eat anything haram, you know, your du'as are not accepted. In, if I'm not mistaken, about 40 days. Uh, so that's that's the harm of actually eating haram food. Uh, not to mention, you know, as you mentioned, just eating chips and drinking cold drink and watching TV the, the whole day. That That is a poisonous uh, lifestyle. There's absolutely zero baraka. If you're looking at a screen and if you're eating, there's zero baraka in your food. Uh, so you rather you rather eat nothing. Uh, that's how bad it is. Uh, so you know you don't want to be doing that. And you know it it causes obesity, and that's why so much of our youth are overweight. You know their food's not getting digested properly. You know they're just sitting on the couch, not actually doing anything with their lives. Uh, you know they're playing video games the whole day. They're watching pornography the whole day, uh, and so on. So it you know it is it is a tragedy. Uh, you know when I look at the youth. Uh, of today and uh, you know just what they you know what they're getting up to on the social media uh, and so on you know it, it, it's it's a real shame uh, you know compared to actually going out there and training and playing sports and you know building a business uh, and so on you know you could be doing that but instead you're building up a video game character uh, so I think that that's the real tragedy especially when it comes to the boys and obviously Instagram and taking selfies and, you know, all of that when it comes to the girls. So on both sides, uh, the youth are getting hit. Uh, but it's important for parents to note, you know, not to be in denial and to actually spend some more time with, with your youngsters, you know, you know, connect with them on a deep level so they don't feel like you're just their warden and they hide things from you uh, and so on. Uh, so, yeah, that would be my advice uh, regarding that. Yes, sir, people, we have a Dr. Hafiz. Azizullah Rawat uh, in consultation uh, this evening. He is the holistic uh, practitioner. Looking at a message from Habibullah Bax, he says, uh, Dr. Azizullah, what are the dangers of not masticating the food properly? I've been told it'll, cost, uh, it'll cause a lot of bloating and sometimes even uh, lead uh, to your heart being compromised. How true is that, uh, doctor? Yeah, so if you're not chewing your food properly, then obviously it's not going to get broken down properly with the necessary enzymes and so on when it goes through the esophagus into your stomach, your liver, your gallbladder, and so on. So it will be more whole than broken down, and that's where it can cause issues. It can cause blockages. It can cause obstruction. It can impact the peristalsis uh, process, which is the movement of the food contents uh, downwards. 
And obviously now you're going to have big lumps of food instead of proper chewed food. So mastication is very important. Chewing your food, mixing it with saliva, all of these are very important overlooked uh, processes. And you, you know, it, it's, it impacts your digestion. Uh, it impacts the absorption of the nutrients. It would impact the excretion of whatever can't be digested and can't be absorbed. So it goes to literally this process will affect every part going downwards. Uh, so you want to chew your food properly, eat in smaller quantities, don't gulp down water um, as you're eating, um, you know, and then follow the Islam, eat with the right hand, drink in three sips. Uh, if you can, sit and eat uh, and so on. All of these things will be very beneficial uh, for you. So chew your food properly, uh, let it get digested and also try not to be stressed out. You know, when you're stressed out, when you're anxious, you know, these symptoms are so common in especially our Muslim communities. How many people have anxiety? How many people are depressed? Uh, and so how many people have unhealthy guts, which is linked to the anxiety and the depression? Because the gut-brain axis, the gut neurotransmitters linked to the emotional centers of our brain. So if you have an unhealthy gut, you are going to be more prone uh, to these emotional conditions um, and so on. So you don't want to be stressed out when you're eating because you are crippling your own immune system. So your body can't digest that food. And a lot of people don't know this, you know, when you're stressed, when you're anxiety, you are shrinking your own immune system your body's not going to digest the food uh, and absorb the food uh, properly so try to be as calm as possible chew your food properly follow the sunnahs when you're eating and you should be fine you know doctor you make a very valid point there indeed imagine eating at a table where there's tension in the house and there's no uh, you know no harmony and the food is cooked no matter how what it can could be it could be a 10 star meal but that uh, tension of uh, you know in that home uh, resonates in the, the type of meals that you're having and uh, perhaps when there's a tension you'll find the people of that household are more prone to sicknesses than those that are either happy or home that are also eating frugal meals uh, doctor what's your thoughts yeah definitely and also it's so much better to eat home cooked meals and there's so much more barakah in home cooked meals than to be eating you know takeout meals and so on so there's just much more barakah there's much more barakah to eat with the family uh, than to be eating by yourself um, and so on. So all of these things, uh, you know, uh, combined, it's also the person who's cooking the food, the person who's uh, baking the food and so on. You know, they be putting in, you know, that extra, uh, you know, care into the food, that extra love into the food uh, and so on. So, so there's a lot of things uh, to take into account um, uh, regarding this aspect. Fozi Masi says, Assalamu alaikum. A very important topic indeed, uh, Brother Shafaz and uh, Dr. Hafez Azizullah Rawat. Please uh, talk about the dangers of eating uh, pork. Our children today know nothing about the deen. They're eating everything and anyway. People say uh, bacon, then they say macon. They say, I didn't eat bacon, but I ate macon. But the haram is haram. Please, doctor, tell them the dangers of pork because these people that eat pork, they are always uh, uh, succumbing to the whispers of shaitan. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Fosi Masi makes a, a very valid point there indeed, uh, Doctor. Yeah, so pork meat is filled with parasites and it's filled with all the microorganisms that you don't want to be consuming. Uh, so when they put it under the microscope, when they did a study on the actual pig meat, they found out that this thing is filled with parasites. Uh, so the pig's body is filled with parasites. As you know, it eats uh, excrements and feces and so on. Uh, so basically, if you 
consume it, uh, not only is it 100% haram, uh, but you're actually doing a very big disservice uh, to your body. You're introducing parasites uh, into your body. And now those parasites are going to now lurk in your own bloodstream and eat at your own mucosa and eat up your system on the, from the inside. Uh, basically, uh, so that's the that's the harms of pork. It's full of parasites. It's full of dangerous microorganisms, um, and that's why we are um, commanded not to eat it. Look at this message. An uh, anonymous brother says, "Assalamu alaikum, uh, Doctor Azizullah and uh, Brother Shafas uh, Ahmed Khan." I'm not forgetting Mufti A.K. Hussein for giving us a powerful radio station like Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaa. May Allah keep you all for a long, long time. I noticed that my Hindu neighbor, who is a strict vegetarian, but is rather very, very, very healthy. You know what I mean? I want to know how can uh, beans and potatoes and all these things make you so healthy? You know what I mean, doctor? <laughs> I think we get the gist of what he means. I mean, just by eating vegetable, maybe he's not exercising, uh, doctor. If he's healthy and he's only eating vegetables, he probably has a very active uh, lifestyle. Uh, remember, there are proteins in vegetables like peas uh, and um, beans and legumes and uh, lentils and all of this. So these these foods do contain protein, but it's in such small amounts. You're probably going to be eating so much more than if you just eat, for example, a piece of lamb or a piece of chicken uh, or so on. But there's a lot of things to take into account, you know, maybe... Maybe the maybe the, the meat we're eating is pumped with hormones and pumped with chemicals and you know and he's saving himself from that. Or maybe you know he just has a very, very active lifestyle. You know, maybe we eating proper uh we eating meat, we eating proper foods, uh and but we're not exercising. So so quite a few things to take into account. Uh but obviously ideally you would wanna exercise, you would wanna keep active and you would wanna eat healthy, wholesome food. Uh, and the correct type of meat, because like I said, our body requires that. And as a man, you require that for your testosterone production, because meat has the precursors like zinc uh, and, you know, also your cholesterol and so on, which are precursors, basically the building block uh, for testosterone produc uh, production along with vitamin D. So sunlight is also essential uh, and uh, vitamin D and vitamin D substances. Yeah, doctor, you know, I read it like this. Uh, perhaps, you know, uh, being over me means uh, being, you know, uh, using the crude term fat. So he's eating all these beans and all these dals and all these things, maybe, you know, even the bhajias and all that, but being rather overweight, um, but only on uh, like vegetables. So in other words, maybe he's not exercising, uh, doctor. Yeah, it could be. You know, exercise plays a very big role. And remember, every time that you exercise, every time that you sweat, you are detoxing. So whenever that sweat comes out, the fluid is mixed with the toxins. So you are losing weight and you getting rid of eliminating toxins uh, from your body. But, you know, a lot of uh, the time our people will say, you know, I don't have the time to exercise. You know, I'm lazy to exercise uh, and so on. And it becomes very difficult for us to maintain any kind of routine to maintain any kind of momentum when it comes to movement. And I think that is the biggest concern of our Muslim community is exercise and is movement. Uh, so, uh, you know, exercise is so good for your heart, uh, for your blood flow, for your circulation, even for your mood. You know, after you have a good session, you just feel so much more 
you know, productive and you actually feel happy uh, because of that circulation that's going throughout your body uh, towards your, you know, your brain function and so on. So exercise is imperative. Uh, you know, you can't just be walking and, you know, think that that's enough for you. Uh, so you need to be keeping active. You need to be moving. You need to that the human body was designed to keep moving. It wasn't designed to be stagnant. Remember, if you look at water, stagnant water will breed insects. It will breed mosquitoes. Likewise, stagnant blood in your body, if you're not moving, it's going to breed disease. Now, I take one guy who is sitting on a couch watching, uh, watching football and eating chips the whole day. And take another guy who is out there in the morning, cycling, he's out there swimming, uh, and so on. Who do you think is going to live, you know, who do you think is going to live a more disease-free life uh, or more a longer life, you know, a more healthier life? It's obviously the guy who's out there who is moving and keeping fit, you know, he's in the sunshine, he's getting his vitamin D, his blood is circulating, his oxygen is flowing. Uh, and so on, compared to a person who's just stagnant the whole day. Uh, so it's very important uh, to exercise, especially in our communities, where uh, conditions like diabetes and hypertension is so prevalent. Uh, this message says, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, I am uh, Fazlu, and I like the show. I don't miss it for anything. The whole family listens uh, to your show, Medical Files. Yes, sir, doctor, seafood is considered halal. But what about those prawns, those crayfish, and that crabs? These eat all the feces of this uh, of the ocean, and our people they crunch and enjoy it. Isn't that bad for your health? You are putting in uh, things that are dirty, Doctor. How you respond uh, to Fazlu there? Yeah, so prawns and shrimps and some of these seafood, they are the waste. Basically, they're the garbage collectors of the ocean. So they're the waste collection, uh, collectors. They're the DSW, Durban Solid Waste. Uh, so they, they collect all the dirt from the ocean and they chow it, uh, basically. So uh, that's, that's where the concern comes with eating uh, these forms of seafood is the fact that because they, they eat all the waste from the ocean, you know, what is that actually doing to our body? Um, and honestly, it's actually doing more harm than good uh, to our body. If you look at it from a medical perspective, uh, if an animal now, like we, we just gave the example of the pig, you know, the pig eats feces and we don't eat the pig because of all the parasites that it's getting in its body from the feces. Now, prawns and shrimp, they're eating the waste from the ocean, it's going to have the same effect. Um, not to such a bad extent, but it's still going to do more harm than good. It's more of a delicacy, you know, it's more of a luxury, uh, something that's gourmet, uh, but it's not actually very, it's not very beneficial uh, when it comes to nutrients. And because they are the waste collectors uh, from the ocean, it does do more harm to our body than good. Hey, Doc, I can tell you I can't chow it. Hey, from a long time, not really now, long time. And how about, you know, those uh, octopus, those, uh, say, hey, you know what, I had calamari. I mean, what, uh, what's your views on calamari, doctor? Uh, calamari, I haven't had calamari in a very, very, very long time. Uh, for Personally, for me, I just, uh, I eat a lot of hake. Uh, you know, some kink lip here and there. Don't really eat too much of the other stuff. 
Um, but also, you know, the other stuff, it's not, it's not like you just go to, you know, you have to go to a specific place, uh, you know, to buy those things. For me, you know, the Hague just does it for me. And I think I'll stick with that. No, absolutely, Doctor. And Alhamdulillah for me, I love King Clip on a bed of rice. And, uh, you know, and also a uh, Hague, whew, I can uh, just devour that. A nice fish curry with lots of tomatoes and tamarind and uh, maybe a hot karoti or maybe, uh, you know, rice again. I'll enjoy that. I actually today, let's see how's the weather. Now, this evening it will be, uh, this evening, tomorrow maybe, I'll think of making a lovely fish curry and enjoying it with our Yes, uh, Dr. Azizullah is on uh, on a recording. Stop worrying him. Hey, they're worrying him like you can hear his doctor's phone. This one is falling there, that one's falling there. But, uh, Doc, you know, uh, absolutely, I can enjoy a good fish, but it has to be hake or a king clip or a 74. Oh, I don't know about the muscle cracker. Have you ever eaten a muscle cracker, Doc? Uh, no, I've never eaten a muscle <laughs> cracker. I don't think I've ever eaten an oyster. Uh, I don't think I've even had lobster, uh, to be honest. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'm missing out or not. Uh, maybe the viewers can enlighten me. Yeah, I'll tell you with the muscle cracker, uh, if you manage to buy a right one, you'll find that the pearl in the, uh, in the belly. Because that muscle cracker is eating all the oysters and it is eats from uh, the reef and so forth. But, uh, you know, that is a muscle cracker for you. Some of them say you can uh, really boil that and enjoy it because you're eating the whole head and so forth. Uh, as for me, mm-mm, icon, I'll stick with the egg and I'll stick with the king, uh, with the, uh, maybe I'll stick with the king clip and also maybe with all the 74 and the steering brass and so forth. Uh, this question is, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Really informative show indeed. Uh, doctor, I want to know mushrooms. Some say be careful, you can eat poison mushrooms. But these mushrooms that I buy from uh, the supermarkets are so far so good. I have them the traditional way of frying them in onions and uh, really enjoying them with the fresh rotis. Doctor, uh, what's your views on mushrooms? Yeah, mushroom is actually one of the sunnah foods, uh, you know, along with uh, milk, uh, along with figs, along with olives, along with uh, watermelon, uh, and so on. So it had, it does have its benefits. There's something called uh, reishi uh, or reishi mushrooms, which is very good as an anti-inflammatory, antioxidant uh, substance. Uh, so mushrooms, yeah, it's 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 a good uh, it's it's good. Uh, I'm not sure about poisonous mushrooms and shrooms and all of those things, uh, but your ordinary typical mushrooms uh, is good for you. Doctor, we know that uh, the French and all these other Chinese and so forth they love frogs. But did you know in the Maliki Mazab that they are allowed to eat certain types of frogs? <laughs> I never knew that. But uh, dog, uh, but doc, uh, what are, are the adverse effects of eating things like frogs and snakes and scorpions. <laughs> Doctor, the listeners are really getting us in a, in a stingy mood this evening. <laughs> I think we probably need someone to experiment on that, you know, feed him frogs one day, feed him uh, snakes the other day, and then maybe feed him, um, what can we feed him? Some kind of other... Uh, uh, animal species on another day and then see the effects that it will have. Uh, but I think uh, it, it's not very studied, so you don't actually know the harms of these things because no one's really doing tests, you know. It's mainly in certain countries, uh, you know, a country where there's strange, weird cultures where they actually eat these things, China and so on, where they eat dogs and they eat uh, rats 
uh, and so on. Uh, so you know, well, maybe it's working for them, but I don't. I don't think it's going to work for me. I don't think it's going to work for us. Um, so I think you just stick with what you know. You know what you know is beneficial. What you know is harmful. Because uh, at the end of the day, you really don't know uh, what the effects uh, are going to be. Uh, but someone is welcome to volunteer. We'll put them on trial. Well, you know what people uh, ask your local alim, they even ask Mufti A.K. Hussain of uh, the dietary uh, type of food that we allowed and keep to the straight and narrow, keep strictly to what our, you know, our, perhaps our alims will advise also because people today will look for any excuse to try anything and, you know, you can be on the brink of, uh, you know, harming yourself. So don't, don't go and do things like that as uh, we move on, uh, doctor. And uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. What a lovely show indeed, uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat. Please uh, talk to us about uh, people that overindulge. How does it affect uh, uh, you, both uh, uh, your, your physically and also spiritually? Because those that overindulge become obsessive with the dunya. I think that's a very valid point indeed, uh, doctor. Yeah, I think so too. And I think if you're overindulging in food, you know, if you're being gluttonous and gluttony, you most likely are going to be overindulging in other things also. So starting off from the stomach into your financial, uh, you know, your financial means uh, that you're earning, uh, you know, with materialism and so on. And we live in such a society, you know, where we, we basically worship money and, you know, more is better. And it's very difficult for us to live in simplicity or to live a very, uh, you know, uh, you know, a clo- closed off uh, lifestyle. So, you know, overindulging, you know, in a way you are succumbing to your own desires, uh, you know, where we are commanded to eat when you're hungry, you know, to eat in moderation, you know, to have a balanced lifestyle. So if you're out of balance when it comes to food, you are probably out of balance uh, when it comes to everything else. This message says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, doctor. I've been a great fan of uh, Zamzam water and over the years have accumulated uh, quite a few kiloliters. Hey, I wonder about how many kiloliters uh, you have, uh, have uh, stored up. He says, I drink uh, between 8 to 12 cups of uh, that Zamzam water daily. And I want to know, can water get stale? But alhamdulillah, many family members come and ask me for the water. But I feel a bit miserly because it's kept me in a tip-top shape. Doctor, how you respond to that uh, uh, storing of Zamzam water? Yeah, I think storing, when it comes to storing water, preferably you wouldn't want to store it in something that's plastic, because remember, plastic give off chemicals. Uh, so preferably store it in another kind of material, wood or, you know, or glass uh, and so on. Uh, and when it comes to water, you know, make sure your water is covered. Uh, so no harmful uh, microorganisms can now, uh, you know, sit on the surface. So make sure you cover your water, preferably store it in something that's glass or another material uh, other than plastic. And a lot of people don't also, you know, when you're drinking uh, bottled water, also be careful uh, because the plastic can seep into the water. Uh, so that's why it's more beneficial to use glass uh, as a form of storage. Uh, when it comes to Zamzam, obviously Zamzam is the ultimate uh, shifa. Um, you know, your three sips, uh, your dua, uh, and so on. Uh, so very beneficial. You know, I admire uh, the brother who is doing this. Um, and yeah, you know, I think we all need to stock up on things like Zamzam, Ajwa dates, honey, uh, black seed, uh, kununji, and so on. Because all of these things are a form of great shifa for us. 
And, you know, a lot of the time we get sick and we jump for pills, we jump for drugs, we jump for jabs and so on. When really the the cure, the shifa is so simple, uh, you know, in things like these uh, substances. Uh, So just something to take note of. You know, next time you're sick, have maybe three or seven ajwa dates, have three sips of zamzam water, have a teaspoon of honey, uh, make some kulunji with that and, and see how you feel after that. Uh, a message from Asif uh, J. Uh, he say, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Shafat Ba and uh, Dr. Azizullah. How are you, Ba? Hey, I'm, I'm Alhamdulillah. He says, that, You know me, Ba. I only have uh, red meat every day. I haven't been eating uh, uh, vegetables for the past three or four years. I'm uh, getting spots on my faces, like dark spots. Is it because of the excessive meat I'm having? And please, uh, doctor, advise what are the dangers of eating meat every day? Doctor, how do you uh, respond to Asif uh, J? I think the answer would be dependent on the type of meat uh, that he's eating, uh, you know, where he's getting his meat from uh, and so on. Uh, like I said, you want, you want to make sure that you are getting the correct meat, you know, the one that's slaughtered correctly, the one that's not pumped with hormones or chemicals, uh, so a pure form of meat and uh, so on. Uh, so, you know, a lot of the time when we don't have that um, that proper source of meat, you know, there's, there's additives and preservatives and so on that's in the actual thing. Uh, you know, that now our body will start reacting to uh, and so on. So I don't think it's the meat itself uh, that's causing. It could be the type of meat uh, that he is eating or maybe his body has built up some kind of intolerance uh, to it. Or uh, maybe there's not enough variety uh, to his diet. Or perhaps there's another mineral deficiency. Maybe he's deficient in some other kind of mineral or vitamins and so on uh, that's causing the issue. Maybe there's some other kind of environmental lifestyle factor that's causing those problems. Uh, so you have to look at it from a holistic approach, a holistic perspective, and assess all the factors. You know, in Islam, you know, eat in moderation. So the question to pose is how often should one eat meat? Twice a month or twice a week? Can I stop? Uh, everything in moderation. I'd say you can eat meat every... You can eat a type of meat every day. You can have chicken, you can have red meat the next day, you can have fish the next day. Uh, as I mentioned, the bulk of our diet should be meat. And from there, you don't want your bulk of your diet to be grains and bread. So if it's not grains and bread, it should be meat. Uh, and things like vegetables and fruit are the side. So you have that with your meat, uh, like your salads and so on, to complement the digestion process uh, and so on. Uh, but grains should be the least of, <laughs> the least um, type of food that you eat. So your bread should be down, right down there. You should not be eating more bread uh, than more meat. Because remember, the bread of today is what's causing all these issues, the intolerance, the gut issues, uh, and so on. Look at this message. It says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Brother Shafaz and uh, Dr. Azizullah. I, would, uh, I am a very successful businessman. And I must be honest with you that uh, I hardly have time to eat. But if I eat, I eat rather quickly. But a packet of prunes a day keeps me regular. Uh, is this a good habit? Because I'm, uh, I'm very fit and I notice that I'm regular. As long as you're regular, you don't get sick. Uh, doctor, how do you respond to that? 100%. As long as you're detoxing, you don't get sick. So if you're sweating, you're detoxing. Uh, if you're going to the toilet, you're detoxing. Uh, so all these ways, our body's natural, innate natural ability, our body has an innate natural ability to detox itself. 
when the cells are poisoned, when the cells are aging, when the body is toxic, when there's waste in the body, the body's immune system kicks in and it starts a detox process. That detox process can be in the form of sweating. It can be in the form of going to the toilet, number one or number two. It can be uh, in the form of, uh, of vomiting, diarrhea, uh, coughing, sneezing, all of these things are body's natural way of detoxing. It's not that you're sick, it's your body is eliminating the toxins uh, that have built up from your diet, from your smoking, from your lifestyle factors, from your stress, from the chronic medication that you're taking. All of this builds up toxicity then your body's immune system kicks in, you get a cold, you get a flu, you cough out phlegm, you sneeze out mucus, uh, you know, you go to the toilet. All of this is the body's natural way of detoxing. So a packet of prunes a day, as the brother is taking, if that's working for him, he should definitely continue as long as you're regular. Uh, you know, if you're constipated, that means that there's a blockage, there's an obstruction, your stool isn't diluted enough, you're not drinking enough water, and now the, the waste starts to accumulate. Then you get stomach fats, you get bloating, you get gut problems, and so on. So as long as you're going regular to the toilet, uh, you are eliminating the waste that's stuck in the colon from whatever you eat, whatever's not digested, whatever's not absorbed, whatever toxins come in, uh, you will basically take it out via the toilet. Doctor, some people are in this good habit of after every meal, they have warm water with a, you know, a dash of a lemon juice and maybe a little bit of honey. Uh, a good habit of clearing uh, the arteries or making you regular, doctor. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so whatever will send you to the toilet is usually a good thing because remember, every time you urinate or you have a bowel movement, that's toxins. It's toxins and fluid that's coming out of your body. Uh, so the lemon and lime water uh, with some salt, uh, a lot of the time people take it for their liver, for liver detox, for the kidney detox. But like you said, it's to help the body flush out the toxins um, and to flush out the waste from the system. Uh, so it's very good in terms of clearing out the system and to actually filter out uh, whatever is stuck there. Uh, so you would prevent now blockages and clogging and obstruction uh, and so on. Iqbal says, I really enjoy the show, uh, Bruce Schaff. Uh, keep it up. And Dr. Azizullah Arawat, a breath of fresh air every time he comes on. Doctor, it is that time of the season with lots of fruits in the market. And I'm a big consumer of watermelon. And I know it's uh, 99% water. So if I overindulge in watermelon, there can be no side effects, I presume. Please advise accordingly. How do you advise Iqbal there, Doc? Well, I think in that case, it is uh, slightly better to overindulge than underindulge. Uh, watermelon is one of the sunnah fruits. Uh, it is very good for your stomach and very good for your digestion. And remember, we in summer now, it's very hot. Uh, so you would want to have something with a cool temperature. A watermelon has a cold temperament, meaning that it will cool the body down, uh, especially in the heat. So remember, you have temperaments, you have hot foods like turmeric, ginger, chilies, honey, and then you have your colder foods uh, like watermelon, like milk, like yogurt, and so on, uh, like cucumber, which is a colder temperament. So you would want to complement, uh, uh, obviously, the heat uh, from summer with colder foods like cucumber, like watermelon, and so on. So it's a very good balance uh, that the brother is trying to. Zainer said, Assalamu alaikum, uh, really great show indeed. Uh, I've been told uh, by my doctor, try and eat a bean-based meal at least once a week. Well, I tell you, Dr. Azizullah and chefs, I eat dalgos once a week. 
is that good enough for me? Because I know I'm fulfilling my doctor's wish. Without <laughs> goes once a week. That is a, a, a lentil-based meal, doctor. What's your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I think if he's having it, yeah, no, I don't think it's too much of a problem. Uh, if he's having it uh, in that quantity. Um, you know, it just depends what also people prefer. Uh, you don't want people to start under-eating, then they'd be nutrient uh, deficient uh, and so on. So if it is something like that, yeah, I don't think it's too much of a problem. Doctor, what about, uh, you know, green peppers? Uh, some people say, you know, don't over have uh, green peppers because it doesn't digest that quickly. Uh, the same you said about, uh, I think, cabbage. Don't have too much of cabbage because, you know, I smack my coleslaw also. Well, you know, how do you advise? Uh, green peppers, cabbage, no, not, not that I know of in terms of uh, digestion. Uh, so th- those would be, those type of uh, vegetables will probably have a similar effect on the body, but they're also better taken as a salad or as a garnish, you know, as complementary to your foods rather than just to be eaten as a whole. Doc, then you look at the, uh, you know, berries. There's a lot of berries on the market and this, uh, what they call that blueberry or cranberry, and you're getting it like uh, next to nothing now because there's a flood in the market. And then, you know, you read articles in the uh, newspapers in the health, uh, you know, section that overindulging in these uh, berries or cranberry can be detrimental to your health. How true is that? Uh, berries, when it comes to berries, berries are a very good source of antioxidants. Um, and cranberries in particular is excellent for your bladder. It's excellent for your prostate. Uh, and your kidneys also, urinary system, it prevents kidney stones. Uh, if you do have kidney stones, it will help now flush out uh, whatever is obstructing, uh, whatever uh, buildup uh, is obstructing the kidneys and the ureters and the tubes uh, and so on. Uh, so I'd say berries are a very good uh, source of antioxidants, and I think it's a must also. So berries, it's actually much more beneficial to be consuming berries in terms of the benefits than other types of fruits. Uh, so berries is right out there. Um, as much more of a benefit. And uh, yeah, how often are you... I know you what you like, Doc. Master tell the Umma, you love your strawberries, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I do like strawberries a lot. <laughs> yeah, people. Strawberries and cream forever. Well, Doctor, this uh, message from uh, Juby Masi. She says, uh, Doctor, can I tell you something? I want to give a recipe. Add one or two tablespoons of ground flaxseed or other seeds to food each day or include a moderate amount of nuts that is quarter cups in your daily diet. And I tell you, you'll be regular. How do you respond to Juvi Masi there? Yeah, that's because of the fiber content, uh, particularly in the seeds. Like if you eat a whole wheat uh, bread, uh, you know, if you eat a lot of fiber fruit, uh, foods like bran, uh, like oats and so on, uh, or the peels of fruit, apples, uh, uh, these kind of things have a lot of fiber uh, in it. Uh, so it will help you uh, be much more regular in that instance. As the brother was having, you know, a whole bag of prunes a day, which was also helping because of the fiber content and so on. So whatever helps you uh, get regular, you don't want to be in a situation where you're constipated. Because remember, any kind of blockage, obstruction or stagnation will breed disease and will breed problems in the gut area. And most of your immune system is actually located in the gut because the gut is so important, it either absorbs the food that's coming in or it eliminates the waste. Now, if it's not absorbing the food, 
you're going to be malnourished. You're not going to get your minerals. You're going to be deficient. Uh, if you if your gut's not excreting the waste, you're going to have a buildup of waste and toxins in your body. Uh, so that's the function of the gut, and all the more reason to keep our gut intact um, and to really have probiotics like uh, your raw milk, your raw yogurt, uh, and so on, which is very beneficial. Contains all the live cultures of bacteria, your kefir, kombucha, and so on. Even honey, honey is a prebiotic. Uh, in order to stimulate that gut function and to protect the microflora of the gut, which actually help protects our immune system. Now, Doc, you know, people, when they cook, I, I don't. I think you're a good cook too. When you're making your kalya, some, uh, yeah, they will use uh, the mast. And uh, when you're making kari kichri, some uh, will use the yogurt for the kari too also. Or even making puri, some will use the yogurt and some will use mast. The difference between mast and yogurt, uh, you know, what will be your pr- uh, preferred... Uh, uh, you know, a cooking uh, item there, doctor. Will you go for the yogurt or will you go for the mass? I'll probably go for the yogurt since I do consume uh, yogurt on a regular basis. Uh, you know, it's nice to have some yogurt with some dates, uh, uh, with some dukkha powder and so on, you know, just like how they have it in, in Makkah and Medina. It's very beneficial uh, for you. So I'll probably go with yogurt uh, compared to mass. It's just my preference. I'm sure some people will go with uh, mass. Um, but yeah, it just depends what you prefer. I don't think there's much of a difference in effect because the yogurt can be a bit more thicker and so on. Masi, will you go the mass or yogurt? Hey, I got a lot of masi there. I don't know there's a para on here because doctor likes his yogurt. I mean, the yogurt, then they say, hey, you know what? You have to get uh, the cultures there. You have to get this. Talk about, I mean, where do you get organic yogurt? I'm sure you can't buy it in the supermarket. Where do you get this organic uh, yogurt, doc? Well, Woolworths uh, do have the the pro the plain yogurt with the live uh, bacteria cultures inside. Uh, so you can get that from Woolworths. Uh, I know a lot of people are boycotting Woolworths at the moment, <laughs> but you're not going to get it from other supermarkets. Um, you probably have to go to an organic market. You know, there's the Shongweni market here uh, by Hillcrest side. Uh, they sell a lot of your organic uh, milk products. And so on. I, I do have one or two contacts myself uh, for these, um, uh, for the, the organic yogurts and organic milk uh, and so on. So see if you can find someone, maybe like a local supplier, uh, if you don't want to shop at Woolworths um, to get these things. But you don't want to be just eating any yogurt because a lot of the yogurt there is either filled with sugar, preservatives, uh, additives, and it's just not in its pure form. Uh, so in a way, it can be detrimental also to the body yeah uh, let's look at this message it says assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh it's me yusuf you know me chef i want to know from uh, dr azizullah rawat uh, he should give us a well-balanced diet that provides all the energy for us because today we're wasting a lot of money we're buying uh, things that, that say buy one and get two free and this is how we're buying with our eyes not with our head Doctor, I think Yusuf is making a good point and perhaps in uh, uh, an opportune time for us as we are tailing off of the show, a well-balanced uh, diet that will provide the energy and will keep you active throughout the day. What's uh, your advice, uh, Doctor? Uh, yeah, you know, our, our eyes light up when we see those discount cards. <laughs> one buy one, get two free. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, in terms of a diet, I'd say uh, if you're... Um, Preferably to be eating uh, 
I'd say eggs for breakfast, uh, you know, with some yogurt and fruit. I'd say you can have some meat uh, for lunch or supper. Meat as in either your lamb, your steak, your chicken, uh, or even some fish. Um, that would be your lunch and supper. I'd say to limit uh, your intake of grains. So that would be cereals and that would be breads. Uh, and in terms of snacks, I would say, you know, you have your fruit, you have your nuts, um, you know, popcorn as a healthy alternative. Uh, in terms of your cooking, you'd want to be cooking with olive oil. You'd want to be cooking with butter or ghee instead of your conventional uh, oil. Uh, you would want to, you know, rather use honey uh, if you're having tea or coffee as a substitute for sugar. And, um, you know, there are other flours you can use. There's stone ground flour, there's almond flour, there's rice flour, there's um, gluten-free flour, which are healthy alternatives if you are making the roti. Or, you know, sourdough bread. Some people are making their own sourdough bread, uh, which is actually really, a very, very, very good thing. Uh, in terms of milk, also, you'd want to avoid long-life milk filled with chemicals and preservatives. Um, and you'd want to try to see if you can get more organic milk. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the bulk, you'd want to just, like I said, you know, include foods that are going to fill you up and give you energy uh, and the cutout foods that are going to cause intolerance uh, in the body, like a lot of the grains and cereals uh, and cold drinks. You'd want to avoid cold drinks at all times. Uh, dark chocolate, much more healthier than usual chocolates. Um, yeah, that that's basically you know, but if healthier, and don't forget to exercise, don't forget to keep active because even if you are eating a bit of junk, you can still burn off the calories if you are sweating, if you're detoxing, uh, and so on. Uh, so I'd suggest, uh, yeah, that's basically uh, my diet plan. Um, yeah, you know, just uh, and then see, you know, just try your best, eat things in moderation, uh, don't eat too much uh, of one thing. Have a bit of a variety, you know, if you are going to be eating meat every day, then have some salad with it um, and compliment, uh, you know, get your, have a good breakfast so you have enough energy for the day, uh, preferably eggs with some fruit and yogurt, uh, as I mentioned. Uh, so that would basically be my diet plan. Yeah, you know, you're talking about eggs. The other day, a good friend of mine, you know, generally when a friend comes and he's selling something, you can't tell him no. I know you like me, doc. I couldn't tell him no. He said, hey, chef. There's this extra large eggs, double yolk. And then I said, yeah, how much? But anyway, 15 eggs is the price of 30 eggs. So anyway, I took it from him. And you know what happened? The other morning I had breakfast and then there's a roti there. And I had, instead of taking one, you know, I took two. So you may imagine I got four yolks. Was that healthy for me to have eaten? But I already enjoyed it, you know, with the fried tomatoes. And I put some uh, salt around it. And uh, with a double roti, it made for easy digestion a lovely hot cup of uh, coffee, doctor. And so double yolk, what's your views on double yolk eggs? Uh, well, it's obviously something that's quite, uh, you know, new to the market. But you just want to make sure that you're, like I, said, like I said, the source that you're getting it from, you know, where you can trust the source, you know, that the eggs, um, the chickens are not kept in cages. Uh, you know, the hens are not kept in cages. Uh, you know, they're not uh, pumped with hormones. Uh, and preferably, if they if they are grass fed, then that's a much better uh, thing, you know, than just consuming grains. Uh, and because that will translate, you know, there was a patient who came to me and said that, you know, he can actually taste if the eggs are organic uh, or if the eggs are compromised. And because what would happen is that after he'd eat the eggs, 
uh, he'd get an itchy throat. So he'd start getting flu-like symptoms. Uh, and that's how he knew that the eggs were not organic. Uh, and when he was eating the organic eggs, he wouldn't get any of those symptoms. Uh, so also it's good to, you know, just pay attention to your body. If you eat something and you get an itchy throat, probably have an allergic uh, uh, reaction or an intolerance to it, meaning you shouldn't be eating it. Um, if you eat something and you get an uneasy feeling in your stomach, uh, then also, you know, you probably shouldn't be eating it. Uh, but see if you can get that, that itchy throat and that, uh, that, that um, sneezing and that mucus buildup, usually that's a sign uh, that you shouldn't be eating uh, that. If you get those symptoms after you eat something, uh, then you shouldn't be eating it. Well, I can tell you, great chat uh, this evening uh, with you, Dr. Hafez Azizullah Rawat. And uh, perhaps your parting words uh, before we let you go. Yeah, in the summer, now that we're in the summer, now that we're in the hot uh, weather, although the weather does seem very topsy-turvy at the moment, must be the half machines at play. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, mm. just for everyone to exercise, um, early morning exercise, late evening exercise would be best. Uh, it's much cooler. Uh, to be eating foods that have a cooler temperament, uh, like your cucumbers, like your yogurts, um, as we mentioned, your watermelons, uh, and so on, which will now complement um, you know, the heat in the environment. Uh, going for treatments like uh, wet cupping, where you actually take out the heat, actually comes out uh, with the blood, so the cups start to steam up when you do the treatment. So cupping takes heat out of the body, it cools the body down. That's how the Sahaba and the Prophet used to practice it in the heat of the Middle East. Uh, so uh, these kind of things, uh, you know, uh, and then the, the diet, you know, as I mentioned, uh, a solid diet plan uh, for people uh, to follow. Uh, you know, not to be too scared of meat. Uh, just make sure your meat is coming from the right source. Um, and to make sure that you're getting all your minerals. I mean, ideally, we should be getting all our minerals from our food. We should not be having a depleted diet where we need to now take this tablet and that tablet, because that means that something is wrong with our food supply. If you're eating the proper food, you won't be iron deficient. You know, you won't be vitamin C deficient. You won't be zinc deficient because you should be getting all of this in your food. Uh, so if you're not getting it in your food, then something is wrong with the food or uh, not something is wrong with your body because you're, you're, you should be getting this uh, from your diet. Uh, unless you have a gut problem where your body is not absorbing, obviously, the nutrients and so on, then you look at it uh, from that perspective. Uh, but, uh, you know, just uh, want everyone to take care, uh, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the long break, uh, you know, um, stay safe. And, um, you know, don't forget to try to keep active also, uh, you know, get that blood and circulating uh, circulation going in the body uh, and eating a, uh, you know, not, not eating too much of sweets and chocolates and overindulging uh, and so on. Uh, so everyone, I want everyone to enjoy the holidays and uh, looking forward to the next session uh, and then taking it from there, inshallah. Inshallah, Dr. Azizullah Rawat, you have a mashallah, beautiful evening ahead. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you and all the listeners. Time for us to go for the Isha Zan and inshallah we will continue after that.